Welcome to Aging in Style with me, Lori Williams. I'm an optimist by nature, and I believe you can follow your dreams at any age. My grandmother's journey with dementia ignited a passion in me to work with seniors. I've spent the past 13 years learning about seniors and aging. In my mid-50s, I followed my own dream and founded my company, where I use my expertise to help seniors locate housing and resources. On this podcast, we cover all aspects of aging. Join us each week to meet senior living experts and inspirational seniors who are following their dreams. The fact is, we're all aging, so why not do it in style? Hi, welcome to today's show. I have a special guest today and a special show. Today, we're going to talk about teens and seniors. I just thought it'd be kind of a fun topic to cover, and I've never heard anyone talk about it and talk about the whole multi-generational connection of, um, of our teens and how they can interact with our seniors. So that's what we're talking about today. My guest is a lovely young lady. (laughs) I know her very well. Her name is Abby Williams. And uh, yes, she is my daughter. She is 17 years old. And she works for a senior living community, a independent living community, one that um, in past episodes, we've described as a cruise ship on land, because they do all three meals, they do housekeeping, they do everything in one. And Abby is a server there. And so we're going to talk to Abby Hi. (laughs) (laughs) She's ready to get started. Uh, We're going to talk to Abby today about what she does, how it has affected her working with seniors and being with them, not every day, but when she does work, and uh, just kind of get a teen perspective on, um, on seniors. So, Hi, welcome, Abby. Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) You are very welcome. I'm very excited that you said yes, and she did. She immediately said yes, that she would like to be on the show, but that she was a little bit nervous. But I know she's going to do great. So Abby is a 17-year-old. She's a senior in high school, and she has worked at a community for how long now? Um, About a year. It was... Um, mid-December when I started. Okay, great. So I want to ask you, kind of tell me what your experience is like. What do you What do you do in the senior community? So um, I just take around the cart and um, we serve meals, lunch or dinner or snack, whatever we do, at least right now during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, we go room to room and have the seniors choose their meals, an entree, soup and dessert, and, you know, just get them mm-hmm. settled for their dinner. So you make sure that they are getting their meals. Mm -hmm. And normally, like Abby said, this is during COVID. So normally they would eat in the dining room. But because of COVID, they're having to go, um, not be able to go down. Although now they're starting to begin going to the dining room. But um, since COVID started, they've had their meals served in their apartments. So Abby makes sure that they are getting those meals. So let me ask you this. We talked about this earlier, and I thought you had some really interesting insights. So expectations versus reality. When you took the job to work in senior living, what were your expectations of seniors? What did you think that they would be like? So I was a little apprehensive at first because I wasn't really sure what I was walking into. I wasn't expecting them to be as lively as they were and um, how active. I was expecting a little bit more of a a downer kind of, but Mm -hmm. um, when you walk in, it's just full of life everyone's doing something everyone's moving everyone's you know doing activities in the activity room and they're all just so happy to be there Mm -hmm. and they're so positive so you didn't really expect to see that did you think they would be more like 
depressed and <laughs> sitting in a wheelchair or something? Uh, yeah, think? a little bit. You know, at, my whole family works in senior living, obviously. So uh, I, I am familiar with seniors, but when I first started, I was just a little nervous because mm-hmm. I didn't experience it firsthand. Yeah. Do you feel like all teens are kind of like that? Kind of think that it would be not so much fun working in the senior community? Um, I can't speak for all teens, but I would say like um, the majority of teens do think in that range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they're just like, oh, I don't want to work with old people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've actually had a few people tell me that they're a little afraid of working with old people, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. um, def- I'm definitely trying to break the stigma about that because yeah. they're not scary. They're just normal people. Mm-hmm. Normal people that you see on the street and a lot of uh, several are just ready to greet you and mm-hmm. so excited open arms oh so you, when they open their joy their doors <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh at your mother when they open their doors um they're joyful and happy to see you yes yes they're all so excited it's just it's great you're bringing them food so yes yeah, I, obviously i'd be happy to see you too yeah <laughs> so um when you started working with seniors did you ever think that you know someone who's maybe 87 years old that they think kind of like you or did you think that they just you didn't know what they they thought they were just old people but they don't really have the same thoughts that you have did you yeah I I really just didn't expect to have so many similarities um of course I am an old soul but (laughs) like even with just normal conversations they're just so you know active and um I, I went in thinking that, oh my gosh, it's going to be so old fashioned. They're, you know, it's not going to be something that I, I enjoy. And I really do enjoy having conversations with them. Mm-hmm. And I know you tell stories to me a lot about, you know, that a lot of them like to tease back and forth, oh, which yeah. I think is fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so you feel like you can really be yourself and, mm-hmm. and share and, and learn about them. Definitely. It was not long before I was able to completely open up and joke around and have little inside jokes with everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love that. So let me ask you this, and I know you have to say no, but do you have a favorite resident where you work? Well, I would say no, but I, I do have a couple <laughs> of favorites. Tell me, tell me about your favorites and why they're your favorites. Okay, so my first little favorite, um, she's a little lady. Her name is Miss Susan. She is just a bundle of energy. She is always ready and happy to greet you. She is she is a spicy lady. I will <laughs> tell you that. She's always greeting with such energy. So Miss Susan was actually one of the first flight attendants and she just went everywhere, you know. I mean, that's what a flight attendant does, but she was one of the first, which is a major major accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And she uh, I have met her as well and she is quite somebody. (laughs) She's She's quite interesting. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah. So why is she your favorite? Because she is fun? Um, Yeah. She's just always positive and she's just very, she's, she's a close friend of mine, I believe. Not, not just Mm -hmm. someone I serve. She's a friend because, you know, she does care and she does take that extra step Mm -hmm. and being kind and, you know, getting to know someone. And I know she likes fashion a lot, too. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sometimes we are twins. <laughs> yeah. I know she almost stole something off your back one day, didn't she? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so does it surprise you to say that, or you probably never thought, but to say that um, an 80-something-year-old lady is one of your close friends? I mean, 
I um, again, I am an old soul, so I wouldn't put it past me, but um, I think it does surprise me because mm-hmm. I find myself relating to these older ladies and gentlemen more than some of the teens um, mm-hmm. that I, you know, I go to school with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Who is your second favorite? You said you had a couple. Oh, goodness. I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> so really, they're all your favorites. Yes, they're all my favorites. Each and every one of them has something special that I really admire about mm-hmm. them. You were telling me about one gentleman, Mr. Harry, I think you said, and he yes. showed you his map. Oh, oh it was Mr. Al. <laughs> okay, tell me, tell me, tell us about him. I was going down with dinner and down the hallway, and everyone was peeking out their doors ready for their, um, you know, their meal. Mm-hmm. As excited, you know, food. <laughs> um, um, but he stopped me um, right after, and he pulled out this gigantic map. It must have been as tall as I am, and um, double the size, the size <laughs> width-wise. And it was just this huge map. And he is a retired Navy veteran, mm-hmm. and he had marked every spot that he had traveled all over the world, and showed me each and every place that he went to. And of course, Mm -hmm. it was just amazing. It was crazy to see that there's so many dots on that map. It was like, I can't even imagine going that many places in like an 11 month span. Wow. And I think it's really special that he wanted to show that to you. um, And that you had an interest in it too. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Their service is something that is so amazing to me and that I can't imagine going through things that they have gone through, such mm-hmm. as World War II, especially some of their uh, World War... I don't know if there's anybody World War One there. No. Definitely not. <laughs> My history aspect is so off. But like the Vietnam War, everything, mm-hmm. um, all the different experiences, just day to day. Yeah. And then I, th- I do think, for me, I think it's cool when I meet a World War II veteran. And for you, that's got to be kind of mind-blowing that you're talking to a World War II veteran. Absolutely. Meal. Absolutely. Sometimes you kind of forget and then you you have this moment where you're like, wow, I just talked to someone so legendary and mm-hmm. so wonderful. And, you know, they did so much for us. And with their personality, it's hard to even tell, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. And I think, um, I think sometimes, not just teens, but I think everyone, you know, there are people that sort of overlook our seniors and they don't realize what a treasure they're passing up. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. Like I said, every individual is different and special in their own way, whether it be um, handing out candy um, to oh. the servers or, <laughs> yeah, we have a couple ladies who like to give us a little treat every time we stop by mm-hmm. um, just as a little thanks or just even saying just thank you. You know, that they're just so kind always. Mm-hmm. And, you know. It's yeah. just a, it's just great. And I know there's one lady that has taken an interest because you are into theater. Yes. And so tell us about her. I just happened to stri- strike up a conversation with this lady and we have now become very good friends. And, you know, she has a niece that is in the industry and, you know, she was kind enough to give me her name and just, you know, take a real interest and take a few moments to focus on something other than, you know, themselves mm-hmm. or their day to, you know, mm-hmm. reach and out. And be encouraging. Yeah, She's very absolutely. encouraging for your career. Absolutely. What you, want to do. you don't expect that when you're in something like theater. But when you get someone so special that is just really there for you and really just, like you said, encouraging, it's very special. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's more than a friendship. Is she the one who had been in theater also herself? Yes. Uh-huh. She, um, she actually was in 
I can't remember the show at the moment, but she did make her debut on Casa, in Casa Mignogna in that theater. Uh-huh. So in Fort it was, Worth. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So it was just, it was great. Yeah, that's cool to make those connections. And there are those connections to make no matter what your age and yeah, what an absolutely. age difference. So a lot of these um, ladies could actually be your great-grandmother. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, easily. So what ways would you say that teens could get involved with seniors? I know they could probably work there, but what are mm-hmm. some other ways that you think teens could get involved with seniors? So definitely for more of a long-term option, it would be working there and applying just to get to see day by day how they are and, you know, really getting to interact. More of a short term is, you know, volunteering, stepping out and getting into that community just for like a day or two to help out and really make a difference in these seniors' lives, especially mm-hmm. now with COVID. What are some ways that they could volunteer? And I know things are opening up some um, in independent living. There's more options to be able to volunteer. But what are some ways that they could volunteer? Definitely writing letters, pen pals, being pen pals, because um, a lot of these seniors have stories to tell, but just they don't have the family members or anyone who will really listen to them and take consideration into what they're saying. Because mm-hmm. they're people too, and they have stories. Mm-hmm. And even working there and hearing some of their short stories, very interesting, very interesting. And, um, you know, it's just a great way to get out there and reach out your hand to these seniors who really just need someone to listen to mm-hmm. and talk to. And if they wanted to get involved, would, who would they contact? Definitely contact the activities director, uh, wherever, who that may be. So just call the community. Yeah, and definitely ask. get in contact with whoever is in control of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that a lot of communities are really looking for pen pals because of COVID. And so there's ways that you can either email be pen pals through email or some yeah. that you can write a letter to them and i hear you have a pen pal abby i do <laughs> she's actually in a different community <laughs> um but it, it's very exciting i'm getting ready to send out my letter today actually and um it's just going to be such an exciting experience just to get some someone new into the mix mm-hmm. and another thing is getting out and doing a craft with them these mm-hmm. seniors love crafts definitely and um and it, taking an hour or two out of your day to cheer up these seniors really helps because it mm-hmm. reminds them of having grandchildren that have grown up or um, just a friend. Yeah, that's a good point, because a lot of times, especially like I said, some of these could be like your great grandparents. It does. And I see that when they see a younger person that they just kind of light up and it's exciting to see the younger generation and um some of them probably treat you a bit like a little granddaughter, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I actually have several several seniors who, at the end of my shift, they say, okay, be safe, drive safe. Um, if there's a rainy day, they'll be like, watch out for in the rain. They'll tell me that they love me. And it's just, it's really touching because yeah. these connections are so strong that mm-hmm. it's something that I'll carry with me for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Do you feel this experience has changed you? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's taught me to be more patient, definitely being more responsible, being more respectful. Again, patient, because some of these residents, you know, they go through th- some things mm-hmm. and it's... Um, and you do have to be patient yeah. because maybe it takes them longer to come oh, to the door, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. And um, Speak I, louder sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some residents say, you know, thank you for waiting because... 
um, not everyone waits Mm -hmm. and not everyone takes that time. And I mean, you really just, you have to take that extra step to accommodate Mm -hmm. the seniors. Mm -hmm. So this doesn't necessarily feel like just a job to you. No, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. It's something very special, like Mm -hmm. I've said before. Yeah. And I've noticed when you come home that you seem really energized after you get off of a shift and you always have a story (laughs) to tell me. (laughs) Oh, yes. These seniors, man, they are full of life and full of energy. Some days when I'm having a more um, like when I come in, I'm usually a little bit more tired coming in from school, a little bit more drained. And by the end of my shift, I'm just ready and raring and (laughs) because of all these seniors, you know, Mm -hmm. so energetic. Yeah. And that they've just been so happy to see you and then you feel good because you've been a part of their lives yes a little sunshine mm-hmm. <laughs> um and i know some of the seniors even have dogs oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> their dogs are something else sometimes <laughs> <laughs> so you make friends with their dogs too i do make friends with the dogs make friends with the seniors make friends with their dogs it's just a win-win situation <laughs> <laughs> okay so you started working at the community prior to covid beginning so what differences have you seen since COVID? Like in how you how you do things, obviously it's different, but have you seen a change in the residents at your community? Absolutely, I have. Um, you know, going down to the dining room is a big thing for the seniors because it's like going down to a restaurant with mm-hmm. all of your friends. You sit at a table with three other people and you just get to talk. And it's, it's, it's very much like a restaurant experience, but now that COVID has happened, there's been such a shift in how we're doing things. It's a little disheartening to mm-hmm. some of them. A lot of them feel lonely because not only that they don't get that experience mm-hmm. um, to see the other residents and, you know, have conversations. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Sorry, I was a little tongue tied there. It's okay. <laughs> but it's also that family members can't come see them mm-hmm. as often. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just... When we stop by, we um, we carry all of our food on a cart and just roll it down the hallway and, you know, knock on their doors. And they're just so excited, not only for the food, but <laughs> just to see like another person mm-hmm. and have a little conversation. Yeah, exactly. Then, get, mm-hmm. get their thoughts out for the day. Yeah, that's got to be hard. So I'm glad things are finally kind of starting to open up again. Hopefully, I know you've started where some are going down and yeah, dining. there's a sign up sheet that we have and. A limited amount of residents can come and eat dinner socially distanced and, um, you know, have that little bit of normalcy again, you Mm -hmm. know. Has it been difficult because they can't really see your face because you have a mask on now? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, it's a little bit different, just a little bit, because as long as you give them a smile and happy face, they can tell. They can tell. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a couple of people tell me, oh, my gosh, your smile. So like it's just so happy. And I'm thinking to myself. You can only see half of my face. You can only see my eyes. <laughs> well, your eyes are smiling, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's what they tell me, which is which is good. That's really yeah. sweet. And when you come in for a shift, what's that look like? So you have to have your temperature taken? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so as soon as we walk in, you know, we clock in, we have to go through a daily screening little form. We get our temperatures taken. Then as soon as we're clear to go, we wash our hands, uh, glove up, and then that's when we can start our dinner service or lunch service. Mm-hmm. Or snack. You yes. Snack or snack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Those seniors love their snacks. This is something that we've implemented during COVID. 
And I don't think we're ever going to be able to go back. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have on the snack cart? It kind of, It's a little bit of a different selection every day, but we have fruit and little veggies. We have baked muffins, cookies, pretzels, whatever. And they're all in tiny, tiny little things. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, you know, like small containers. Yeah, mm-hmm. not not too filling for yeah. them. Yeah, good. They like to chase me down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't miss them, right? <laughs> no, no. They go run down the hallway. Is that the snack cart? <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. We should have like a little bell or something yes. on it for you. That'd be kind of funny. Well, Abby, I am so glad you were on the show today. Thank you for joining and uh, sharing what, <laughs> sharing your experience. Well, I'm very happy to be here, you know, a little helping hand to you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Abby. I hope everyone enjoyed just learning, you know, seeing a different perspective and learning a little bit about how a teen can connect with the senior. I think it's really cool and really important. And I think we should encourage our teens to spend more time with our seniors. And um, anyhow, just glad that y'all tuned in. And if you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcast and subscribe, rate and review this podcast. If you have any Thing that you would love us to uh, to cover on this podcast, please drop me an email. I'd be happy to um, to consider that. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye.